Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Good to see you in church. We are continuing our No Offence series. I truly believe that offence is a major problem in today's society. Has anyone found that? Yeah. And we need to learn how to navigate offence. In the church, outside of the church, people are easily offended. I may have offended you already today. If I have, I apologise in advance. Offence is dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Because it fractures relationships and it opens us up to deception and spiritual bondage. It's pretty full on, but it's true. Offence distorts how we perceive life. It distorts how we see other people. It causes us to interpret things incorrectly. If offence gets into our heart, we're in trouble because it's from our heart that we interpret what life means. Proverbs 4.23 says this, Guard your heart above all else. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. There are many people who are led astray by their heart because of what they allow in there. If a heart is full of offence or rejection or people pleasing, we are led by that. And that's no way to live. If two people experience the same situation with a specific person and one of them is offended with that person, the offended person interprets the situation with a different meaning to the unoffended person. And we can live our lives doing that and it will just limit us. This morning we're looking specifically at a topic called Offended with God. So who's excited about that? Many people's relationship with God can suffer the trap of offence, which is a real problem because our relationship with God is the most important relationship we will ever, ever have. Ever. There's no relationship that is more important or that will direct our lives more than our relationship with God. And if we get, become offended with God... Where do we go? Ever felt left, let down by God? Ever felt that God didn't come through for you? Ever felt confused or, or disappointed by a, a, a curveball that you thought should never have come your way? Ever been believing for something that you, believe, you, you thought was, was God's plan and have it fall through? How do you navigate that? It's hard. It's really hard. And some people go through the process and navigate it well. Other people get offended with God and walk away. Our youngest, who's 22 at the moment, some of you have heard this story. Apologies if you have. But when he was, when I had my 18, 19 week ultrasound, we found that he had spina bifida. And they told us, you should have bought him, he'll have brain damage, he'll never walk. 
we said we won't abort him. He didn't have brain damage and he does walk. Amen. During my pregnancy, I was believing, and I believe this, I was believing with all my heart, this was my words for Zach. Perfect in every way. Now, I was, I'm not saying he had to be a perfect person. He's pretty perfect. Not as perfect as name. Or Emma, or Zach, oh, they're, all, they're all perfect. Anyway, let's move on. Um, perfect in every way, which to me meant healthy. No spina bifida, nothing. Born perfect in every way. When Zach was born, he had spina bifida. Now, there was disappointment. There was confusion. There was God, what on earth is going on? And there was offence with God. Because the one person that I thought was never going to let me, I mean, you know, seriously right now I think, come on. But the one person who was never supposed to let me down, God, let me down. You know that King David, the man after God's own heart, he was offended with God. So you're amongst friends today, if you've ever felt like this. He was the man after God's own heart, and and the Bible says that he would do all that God commanded of him. But in the living of his life, David messed up, and in the process, became offended with God. And you don't have to mess up to become offended with God. But that's how it happened with David. But when David was made king over all of Israel, the first thing he decided to do was bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. And because it had been taken away, the presence of God had departed and David knew how important the presence of God was. He was a man after God's own heart. He was a worshipper. He loved the presence of God. In one of the Psalms, he actually said, oh God, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take your presence from me. So, he knew without the ark that there was no central place of worship for Israel. And this had had a consequence. And the consequence was that the Israelites had become mediocre in their walk with God. So the desire that David had was great. Let's bring the presence of God back. Let's bring the ark back. Uh, 2 Samuel 6 says, Then David again uh, again gathered all the elite troops in Israel, 30,000 in all, and he led them to, to Judah to bring back the ark of God, which bears the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, who is enthroned between the cherubim. They placed the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from that guy's house. Thank you. I'm just going to skip over all the names because I don't like reading them. Which was on a hill. Those three dudes were guiding the cart (laughs) that carried the ark of God. And one of them was walking in front of the ark. David and all the people of Israel were celebrating before the Lord, singing songs. They were basically having church. They were doing what we did this morning. They were singing songs with instruments, harps, tambourines, castanets. Who wants some castanets at church? We have cymbals. 
So the ark was being brought back into its rightful place. But the ark wasn't like Noah's ark. So it wasn't a big boat. It was a box or chest. And it was holy. It was absolutely holy. It was set apart to God. And God was specific about um, how you were to carry it, what was put in it. He was specific about all of it. And he said this, he said, no human can touch it. Only the Levites who were the priests were allowed to carry it because the priests carried the presence of God. And the priests had to do it. There were some poles on the bottom of the ark. The priests had to slide the poles and then through the ark and then walk on. They had to carry the ark on their shoulders. Okay. David didn't do any of that. He just built a cart. 2 Samuel 6. He put the ark on a cart. But when they arrived at the threshing floor, the ox stumbled and Uzzah reached out his hand and steadied the ark of God. Then the Lord's anger was aroused against him and God struck him dead because of this. And he died right there beside the ark of God. Wow, who thinks that's a pretty full-on story? Do you think? Pretty full on. I mean, wasn't he trying to help? He reached out to steady it so it wouldn't fall. And he died. And if David had done what God, God had already told him, if he'd followed the instructions, if the Levites had carried the ark on their shoulders with the poles through the ringlets at the bottom of the chest, if David had done that, he wouldn't have died. And this is what happened. 2 Samuel 6, David was angry and grieved and offended because the Lord had broken forth on Uzzah. So David was afraid of the Lord that day and he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? A really interesting set of words there. And David was angry and grieved and offended because the Lord dot, 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 dot. Sometimes we can get angry and grieved and offended because the Lord, you fill in the blank, because you didn't show up, God, when I prayed, because I was believing for that to happen and it didn't, because I thought I was doing what you asked me to do and still it failed, because because I prayed for them and they didn't get healed. In fact, they died. <laughs> because you allowed something to happen to me and I thought you were going to protect me. And we can get angry and grieved and offended at God like David did. 2 Samuel 6 verse 10 said, So David decided not to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obededom. Do you see what happened there? See, David was on his mission. He had a purpose and it was a good purpose. It was a God purpose. And when something happened and he got offended with God, he put his purpose down. Instead of taking the ark to Jerusalem like he was supposed to, he put his purpose down and he said, okay, so I'm just going to leave the ark there with Obedidim. 
An offense at God can do that. It can cause us to drop our purpose, drop our mission. We get stuck and we're actually going nowhere fast. And, you know, our legs might be moving really fast like Roadrunner. Is it Roadrunner? The old cartoon. But nothing's happening. We're just going nowhere. It happened to David for three months. It can happen to people for years. I know people who are still offended at God. And they've lost their purpose and their destiny and they're walking around in a desert and they're angry and they're offended and they're grieved. And do you know what? That is so dangerous because we're closing ourselves off to the one person who can help us, the one person who can heal us, the one person who can bring freedom to our lives, and we've cut ourselves off from the life. We've cut ourselves off from our lifeblood. The one person who loves us unconditionally, who is always for us, he's never against us. John 14, 18 says, I will not abandon you, I will come to you. I will come to you. Wherever you go, I will come to you. You run away from me, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to get you. Deuteronomy 31, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you. He will not abandon you. And nothing changes in our lives until we deal with that offense, until we do business with God, until we honestly own up to what's going on and say, God, I repent. Which basically just means to change our mind. Because he's always waiting. What I love about, one of the things I love about this story is that once David left the ark with Obededom, three months went by and then he noticed something. He noticed what was going on in Obededom's world. Let's read it. Verse 11. The ark of the Lord remained in Obededom's house for three months and the Lord blessed Obededom and his entire household. So David was offended. He put down the ark, his purpose, and he left it there and then he went, oh my gosh, look at that. Look what's happening for Obededom. See, some offended people don't do that. They go over here and just stay in their offence. You know, look at them. Look at them. Look at all the great things happening in their world. Well, that's not fair, is it? Look at them. They just, they, of course they got that. Of course they've got the blessing. Of course they've got... David didn't do that because doing that, this is really harmful for us. Doing this keeps us locked in offence. Doing this keeps us shut up and away from what we really need. But you know what David did? He looked over there and he went... Oh my goodness, look, what, look what's happening for this guy. He has the blessing of God. Hold on a minute, Obadidim. I want my blessing back. I want my mission back. I want my purpose back. I'm not going to stay here in my offence. I'm going to walk over here and I'm picking it up and I'm taking the ark and I'm taking it and I'm completing what God has given me to do. Now, I don't want to be harsh or hard because I know people have hard things happen in their world. But staying over here, there's only pain and heartache. 
coming over here is blessing. It's God's blessing. God's purpose. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.